everyone, my name is Richa Mehendiratta and today I'm going to cover the five true crime stories way more interesting than another Ted Bundy movie. This is the article that I took from The Fast Company. Hollywood is obsessed with true crime and with rehearsing the same stories. Here are some less notorious cases that we would love to see get adapted. Without wasting much time, let's start with the first one. That is Mary Bell, the 11-year-old serial killer. In Britain, 1968, 11-year-old Mary Bell stangled two young boys in the span of two months. Bell came from a broken home with a teenage sex worker for a mother and an active criminal for a father. When she and her compliance, Norma Bell, who had no relationships with Mary apparently, were arrested by the police, not long after the second murder, Mary reportedly replied, That's all right with me. During the trial, Norma appeared distraught. Mary, on the other hand, was said to have been definite, showing zero remorse. Imagine, guys, how gruesome could that be? Court psychiatrists described her as intelligent, manipulative, and dangerous. Norma was found not guilty while Mary was found guilty of manslaughter on the grounds of diminished responsibility. She served 12 years briefly escaping prison at one point and with granted anonymity and a new name upon her release, she gave birth to a daughter. It was reported in 2009 that she became a grandmother. Now talking about the second case, which is the murder of Angela Samota. I've heard about this case and I'm sure most of you might have also because this case had been resolved after a decade of when the incident took place. So let's start. Texas college student Angela Samota was raped and stabbed to death in her apartment in 1984. Her case went cold until her friend and her roommate Sheila Woski decided that it was unacceptable. While watching the O.J. Simpson trial, a decade after Samota's death, talk of using the DNA samples got her attention. Knowing there was blood and semen collected from Samota's crime scene, Woski called police incessantly asking them to take another look at her friend's case. And the worst part that took place here was that the police did not pay any attention to this case. So this beautiful friend, Woski, what she did is she got nowhere and decided to get her private investigator license so she could herself gain an access to the samples herself. In 2006, Woski finally convinced the police to reopen the case. It took almost two years for the DNA to get processed, but in the end, it matched with a man whose name was Donald Bess, a convicted rapist who was found guilty and sentenced to death. Woski is still working as a private investigator, lucky for all those people who are based in the United States of America. Now, guys, I want to know one thing from you guys. I've always believed in the fact that delayed justice is always considered as zero justice. What is your take on that? Now, talking about the third case, which, um, again, is very, very upsetting for me. However, I still have a soft corner for the killer somewhere. And you'll get to know about this as soon as I proceed with this one. 
so uh, the third case is the old lady killer between 1998 and 2006 professional wrestler juana barraza murdered around 48 elderly women in mexico she flew under the radar for so long because no one suspected a woman to be the culprit she pled guilty to one murder and denied the rest when asked what her motive was she simply replied i got angry barraza grew up in a poverty stricken village near mexico city her defense lawyer claimed that her alcoholic mother gave her away to a man in exchange for three beer with barraza when barraza was 12 so now guys you must have realized that why i felt sympathy for this lady who apparently was a murderer so there is uh, there is no soft corner for the fact that she has murdered 48 elderly women i just feel bad because she herself had a very painful childhood the criminologist assigned to this case assesses that barraza targeted older women because she identified them with her mother now what is your take on it guys please do let me know because i would love to discuss this case with each one of you whoever is listening to this podcast talking about the fourth case the man who almost got away with murdering his family john list killed three kids wife and a mother in 1971 inside their new jersey mansion the family was a bit recalcitrant and list had skipped town following his crime so the bodies weren't discovered until a month later list disappeared for 18 years and remarried but was finally captured with the help of an episode of america's most wanted imagine guys an episode of america's most wanted he claimed that he killed his family because they were under crushing death from the house and medical expenses A psychiatrist who testified in the trial said, "Let's sort two choices: go on welfare or send his family to heaven." It was later discovered that the very house that Borden List had a skylight that was rumored to be an original from Tiffany, worth more than enough to make up for any financial strains. It's unclear if List knew of his near priceless treasure. He died serving five consecutive life sentences without parole in 2008. Another case is the Florida Lotto murder of Abraham Shakespeare. In 2006, Abraham Shakespeare bought a lotto ticket in Florida and won 30 million jackpot. At first he was very generous with his friends and family but soon started to feel like he was being used. A woman named Didi Moore offered to help him manage his money. She wound up swindling him into giving her control all over his assets. After a few weeks of not hearing from Shakespeare, his family grew concerned and attempted to reach him. Moore forged a letter to his family reassuring that he was okay the problem was more didn't know that shakespeare was illiterate the police was notified and they found shakespeare's body buried on moore's poverty now guys the thing is 
mostly illiteracy is considered to be a disease but here in this case of abraham shakespeare it actually turned out to be a boom because through that it was brought up that he had been murdered by dd moore so lucky these are the end of the stories guys i really wish i had some more loved reading all of these articles to you and let's catch up in the next podcast i would love to hear the feedback guys thank you so much and wish you all the best for the future ahead and let's catch up later bye bye